How's it going? Good? How's the pizza? Is it good? Pizza's good? No, I'm seeing, no. Oh, we gotta try it, we gotta try it. All right, welcome to Elevate, okay. I'm curious, in case people have unopened cans of pop, we're gonna do this together, so bring them out. We're gonna do this on three, one, two. Nice. <laughs> I heard it, I heard it early, I heard it early. All right, so we're in the series called James, and we're studying week by week, chapter by chapter through the book of James. And tonight we are on James 4. But before we get started, I want everyone to grab out their notebook or their phone with a notes app on it. And I kind of realized you guys are eating pizza right now, but you guys are multitaskers. I believe in you. And we're going to see, I'm going to see, so who here loves trivia? Who here says they're good at random facts? Okay, we're going we're gonna to find out. We're going to find out with all of us who's the best at trivia. So get out your notes. Get out your notes app. We're all going to do this together, which is why we need our notes. And I'm going to ask you five different trivia category questions. And you're going to write down the answer. And we're going to see if any of you guys can get 100%. We're going to see if any of you guys can get 100%. Do you have a question? <laughs> then you don't have a note. <laughs> you don't have a notebook. There, she, she's sharing. That's nice. Okay, so how this is going to work, you're just going to number one through five, just like you would, number one through five, and you're just going to write down the answer to the question. And then I'm going to ask all the questions first, and then we'll go back through, and I'll give you the answers, and we'll see if anybody, any of you guys can get 100%. And I'm going to admit, this is a little bit difficult. So expect a challenge. All right, so the first category is geography. I know, yeah. First category is geography. So write down the answer. I'm going to give you guys a few seconds, but write this down. What is the capital of New Mexico? Don't shout it out. Don't shout it out. China. Okay, China is the capital of New... Uh, okay, write down what you think the best guess is. Even just make up a place. Write down China if you have to. <laughs> the capital of New Mexico is Mexico. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we're gonna move on. That was question one. All right, question two is a history question, somewhat. Which unique pet did Calvin Coolidge have during his presidency? Which weird animal did Calvin Coolidge have during presidency? Write down your best guess. Brewster. Bonus points, bonus points if you can get the name of the pet. Bonus points if you can get the name of the pet. All right, question three is the entertainment category. What is Mr. Bean's actual first name? <laughs> this, one, this one shocked me a little bit. <laughs> Cheryl, maybe. It could be Cheryl. All right, question four is the arts category, is the arts category. This one's a little bit easier, but we'll see. What musical term is used to describe the speed at which a piece is being played? <laughs> I 
Well, then you better get this right. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. All of you music people are bragging about how many instruments you play. You better get this question right. That's all I'm going to say. You better get this right. It's harmonica, yes. All right. The fifth and final question is a science question. True, true or false? You guys have a 50% chance to get this right. True or false? Most people breathe through only one nostril at a time. True or false? True or false? Everyone's out here just like, do I? I don't know. <laughs> so I know the answer. I know the answer and actually sat down trying to figure this out. And it didn't work, so. All right. I'm going to give you guys all the answers. So make like a check mark or something next to your correct answer. Keep track. We're going to see who's the best at this. All right, the answer to question number one is Santa Fe. Santa Fe. <laughs> did you get Santa Fe? <laughs> I hope you did. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, question two. Do you have a question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see if any of those are right. We'll see. All right, question number two. The answer to question number two, what unique pet did Calvin Coolidge have? It is a raccoon. He had a raccoon. Now, okay, does anybody, can anybody guess the name of the raccoon? Can anybody guess the name of the raccoon? Dylan, no. Yeah. Was it what? What? I don't think so. Okay, Calvin Coolidge had a raccoon named Rebecca. Which is actually really funny because my mom's name is Rebecca. So, and you wrote your my mom on everything. That's one point. I'm giving that as one point. Yes. What? A hippopotamus? <laughs> hey, I don't know. From my, I just was on a trivia website. So if they're lying to me, then you're going to have to take it up with them. All right, this is, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. What is Mr. Bean's actual first name? His actual first name in the show is Mr. Is Mr. Wait, you wrote that? Do you know Mr. Bean? That's awesome. <laughs> All right, question four. Question four. What speed, what is the musical term for the speed up music? And it is what? Tempo, that is correct, tempo. I hope you got tempo. I hope you got tempo. All right, fifth and final question. The answer is true. The answer is true. Most people, most people only breathe through one nostril at a time. I guess you're not most people. I just looked on a trivia website and I was like, I don't know, that one's kind of cool. Okay, who got, who got zero out of five correct? Just own it. You got zero out of five, just own it. That's, yeah, just be proud about it. Be proud, this is church. You got, you got what? I got the actual first name for Mr. What is this actual? I don't know, I just, I haven't seen that, so. Okay, okay, who got one out of five? 
Who got one out of five? Raise your hands. Okay, cool. We got a couple. Got a couple. All right, two out of five. Two out of five. All right, we got a couple. Got a couple of people. Three out of five. Three out of five. Raise your hand. Jack and one of those is Mister. That's cool. All right, four out of five. Four out of five. Who got four out of five? Couple of people got four out of five. All right, five out of five. Who got five out of five? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody got five out of five. Who got five out of five questions correct? You, did you actually? You seem a little too eager. Yeah, you go. I'm giving you one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Nobody got five out of five. She got three. Nice. All right, good job, everybody. I'm surprised nobody got five out of five. I told you it was a hard one. It's, it's a hard one. I'll bet that Calvin Coolidge one was really, I don't think anybody, did anybody guess the Calvin Coolidge one correctly? Nobody, oh, you did? You got raccoon? That's awesome. A monkey? <laughs> That's funny. Alligator. All right, well, keep, keep your notebooks and your notes app out because we're going to use them later in the service. But keep enjoying your pizza, enjoying your soda. I'm going to pray before we actually get started here. So if you guys would join with me in prayer. Father, I thank you for this time that we have. I thank you for the words that you've given me and these wonderful people here. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, so like I said, we're in James chapter 4. James chapter 4, and I'm titling this message, The Future is Now. The Future is Now. So when we want to study the Bible, when we want to get in the Word and study the Bible and get close to God, we don't just, we don't try to interpret the Bible with our understanding, right? We do the best we can, but really when we're studying the Bible, the Bible is interpreting us. That when we're supposed to look at the Bible, it's supposed to be like a mirror reflecting our life. And so I believe that each passage of scripture, every word placed is there to make us better and to edify us. And so when we're looking at scripture, we need to remember that it's God's word speaking to his children. You know, I said in week one that the Bible is a love letter from God to his children. So let's, let's look. If you have your Bibles, turn to James 4. We're going to look at verse 13. It says, look here, you who say, today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and we will stay there a year. We will do business and we will make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while, and then it is gone. So who here would say that they are planners? You guys are organized. You're thinking about the future. You're planning things out. You've got journals. You've got calendars. You've got a journal for each subject. You've got whatever. You've got backpacks for each subject even. Okay, that is not me. That is not me. No, it is not. I'm trying, I'm trying. But I'm not a planner. I'm not an organizer. I, I, I'm working on it. How about that? I'm getting better at it. You know, oftentimes I'll plan something. I'll plan like a meeting with coffee. Uh, this isn't so much recently, but I used to be more like this. I'll plan to get coffee with somebody or hang out with somebody, and then I'll just completely forget about it. Is anybody else like that at all? I'm willing to admit. Okay, a couple people willing to admit. I'll completely forget about it, and I'll feel so bad, and I'll text him or call him and be like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I missed our meeting. But sometimes, okay, you guys are going to have to be honest with me a second. This is church. 
but how many of you guys secretly are happy when plans are canceled? Raise your hand. Okay. Okay, I am not alone. I am not alone. Sometimes I am secretly happy plans are canceled because I'm like, oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. And then you just like put your phone down. You're just like, ah. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is me sometimes. That, sometimes that is me. And so I'm reading James, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, it says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town. And we'll stay there a year, we'll do business and make a profit. So I don't think that James is trying to discourage people from making plans. I don't think that he, that's what he's trying to do. I don't think, because, you know, we need, architects need, builders need a plan to build a house. Or else it won't be built. You know, we need, we need to schedule meetings with people or else things will never get done. You know, if I don't add things to my to-do list, it will never happen. I can just tell you that. And so I don't think James is trying to discourage us, discourage us from planning. I don't think he's saying that at all. But let's look at James 15. Let's look at the next verse. It says, what you ought to say is, okay, so here he is. He's, he's correcting it. What you ought to say is if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans, and all such boasting is evil. Now, hold on. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans, and such boasting is evil. So James is taking a second, and he's correcting us. He's telling us what we ought to say about our future or tomorrow and not to boast. And so I looked up the word boast, and boast is talk with excessive pride and self-satisfaction about one's achievements, possessions, or abilities. So what that's communicating to me in the full context is it's not, he's not saying don't plan, He's just saying, who are you relying on? Who do you trust about the future? In full context, he's getting us to understand that we cannot see the full picture. And it is, in fact, a form of pride to pretend that we can rely on our own abilities and plans. You know, James, he's, he's an intense guy. We've talked about this before. You know, he's using this section to challenge us. You know, when we read the Bible, we need to... If we're, if we're encountering a passage of scripture that we're confused about or we don't un quite understand, it's important to write down questions we have and think about them, meditate on them, maybe ask somebody we trust, and to also infer what God is trying to speak to us through this passage. And so I wrote down a few questions for myself after reading this passage, and I wrote, who do I rely on for my future? Who do I rely on for my future? Is it my own abilities and my own ability to plan to uh, have charisma or influence? Who, do, who am I relying on? Who do I trust with my tomorrow, with my next week, next month, next year, next decade, next 50 years? Who am I relying on? Am I relying on my own ability? Because James clearly just said that if I'm relying on my own ability, then it is pretentious and it is evil to rely on your own ability solely for the future. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I like what the Passion Translation says. This I don't have this on the screen, but it says, Trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. By trusting God with our future, we are relying on him now. And it says he will make our paths straight. That's a promise that we have in scripture. He will lead us 
wherever we go. And here's where I think we get tripped up. You know, I think that if we feel like if we give God tomorrow and we give him tomorrow and we trust him with tomorrow, then I think we have trouble thinking two things. One, that tomorrow is our dreams and our future is automatically guaranteed. Or two, that we don't have a part to play in it now. At least that's where I'm at. That if I'm giving God my tomorrow and giving God my next week, and I'm tempted to believe that I can just let it happen and it'll just happen because I'm just trusting God. I talked about this recently in main service, but, you know, our future, our dreams that God is giving us, our prayers are not guaranteed. They are conditional upon how we are responsible with them. You know, I talked about David, how he was anointed king, and he rested on God's promises and rested on God's truths on the future, but he held true to the present. You know, he was true to what he has been given. And the truth is that there are things today that we need to be responsible for and take care of. And my main point tonight is trusting God with tomorrow means taking responsibility today. When you trust God with your tomorrow, there are certain things you need to be responsible for today, right now. Taking responsibility for something means you are owning the present. You are owning up to it. Responsibility is the state of having duty to deal with something. You know, there are many, many things that we are responsible for today, but tonight I'm going to only talk about two of them. I'm only going to talk about two of them because our tomorrow is not guaranteed. The dreams God has for us aren't guaranteed. It's dependent on how we take today. Trusting God with tomorrow means giving God control of your future and taking responsibility. So the first thing that we need to take res responsible for is my training. My training, your training, our training. And so at the top of your page, I want you to create a section of your notes and just write my, I need to take responsibility for my training at the top. The future that God has for you requires training. <clears throat> you know, we see that in the natural that you need to build muscle if you're going to be able to, you know, run a race or have certain abilities. And so to help illustrate this point, I made a video for you guys. It's a bit um, longer. It's like four or five minutes. But check out this video to help illustrate this point. So let's watch. I am in my neighborhood about to go on a run because I have a dream that I'm going to run a half marathon a year from now. And that's, that's a big challenge for me but I'm wanting to run a half marathon a year from now. And what sets apart a dream from a wish is training. So what I'm gonna be doing is I'm gonna be training for that half marathon. You know, we're talking about trusting God with tomorrow means taking responsibility for today. And something we need to take responsibility for is our training, is my training. Um, there's a story in the Bible, there's a character in the Bible that I talk about way too much, and he goes by the name of David. And, you know, I've talked about this recently at Journey, but David was anointed king over all of Israel, right? And what he did with that, he got this dream, he got this anointing from God, and he didn't just let that aside. He didn't let it just become a wish, but instead he took training. He didn't rush God's anointing, but he trained for it. Its Bible says that he worshiped God and he practiced his uh, harp and he sang worship songs. He took care of his flock of sheep like he would someday take care of his subjects in the kingdom, right? And so David got an anointing from God and he didn't let it just become a wish, but he instead trained for it. And I think that's something that we all need to be doing is if you have an anointing for God, whether that's over the course of this season, over the course of your life even, then 
I believe that we need to be training for it. I believe that every one of us has an anointing and a purpose from God on our life. You know, we might not have it yet. We might not have the anointing yet. You know, a, a prophet may not come to our house and anoint us tomorrow to do something. But I believe that God has an anointing ready for us for a purpose, whether that's for our whole life or for the next season. And he may have already done that in the spirit or through confirmation with a friend, or it may not have happened yet. And so I want to address each of those, that if you have an idea of what you're supposed to be doing, of your purpose or of a dream that you have, or of an anointing you have for the next season of your life, then you need to be training for it. You know, like if you feel like you're going to be leading worship sometime, then the first thing you need to do is not rush that and to wait on God's timing. But you need to be practicing. You practice in the natural, you know, fine tune your worship skills, play the instruments more and practice that. And then you also need to be practicing the spiritual of learning what it means to truly worship. The Bible says that true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth, which goes beyond just a natural ability. God looks way more for your heart than he does for your ability. You know, if you feel like you're going to be a pastor someday and be preaching sermons, then you need to, you need to train for that. You need to practice what it means to study the Bible, get deep into theology, practice how to teach the Bible, learn the spiritual aspects of it. And that, that even goes for the natural things too. Like if you feel like you're going to be a computer programmer, then you need to be training in the natural for the future. And the key is to not rush God's timing on it. The key is to not rush God that he knows what he's doing and he knows that you might need some training right now. So if you have an idea of what God has for you, then great, you need to not rush it and you need to train for it. And there may be some of us here that don't quite know what God is doing yet in us. It doesn't, they don't, we don't quite know what season we're in. And that is great. You know, I believe our value is not found in our purpose. Our identity is not found in our purpose, but is in God alone. But if you don't know what you're doing yet, if you don't have an idea of your purpose for the next season or your life, then I still want to encourage you to not rush God and to train, to prepare your heart for what God has for you, to get deeper in relationship with God, that there's always something to be doing in God. There's always more relationship we can get into. So to train and prepare our hearts for that purpose. So I have anointed myself to run a half marathon a year from now. And so I need to trust God with tomorrow and take responsibility today in the form of training. So today I'm gonna to run one and a half miles. I'll tell you guys how it goes, but trust God with tomorrow by taking responsibility today in the form of your training. So I'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah, so trust God with tomorrow, take responsibility today for our training. As you can see in the natural, there are things in the future that God has for us that we need to be prepared for. You know, we just had the Olympics. Does anybody watch the Olympics in here? Yeah, Olympics? Not, I don't watch the Olympics. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I, more power to them. I love, I love the Olympics, but yeah. But, I, but we just had the Olympics, and they would not have gotten there if they hadn't trained, right? They would not have gotten anywhere close to there if they hadn't trained. And I believe the same is true for the spiritual, that we need to think of our spirit as a muscle, that it takes training. We need to be doing, putting in the hours when nobody is watching. We need to continually build up that spiritual muscle inside of us so that we are prepared for what God has for us. You know, God is preparing you for your own Olympics. Someday God's preparing you for your own Olympics. That I believe that if we are falling in step with God, that he is going to open up some really crazy doors that seemed impossible for us. That if we are training with God and we're putting in the hours, 
that we have to be prepared for the doors that God is going to open for us. So right now in your notes, under the first section, I need you guys to take a second and write down two different ways that you can train for your future this week. Two different ways. Maybe that's a natural skill. Maybe that's training up a skill or a talent. Maybe that's in the spiritual. Maybe that's getting closer with God, getting strength in relationships, finding close friends that are like-minded with you. But just write down one to two different ways that you can be training this week for the future that God has for you. All right, just going to give you guys just a quick second before we move on. So to take, to trust God with our future, we need to take responsibility today, firstly, for our training. And the second thing is, write this in the next section, for my relationship. Notice I didn't say relationships, my relationship. And it's our relationship with our Father. So... I want you guys to notice that it's single. I believe that in order to trust God with tomorrow, then that we need to be hanging out with the guy that is guiding our steps. We need to be hanging out with the guy that is putting our steps in front of us and creating our paths and making straight our paths. Now, I'm about to touch a nerve here, but does anybody here remember Zoom? Does anybody here remember Zoom? Does anybody here like Zoom? Oh my gosh, we've got a hand. We've got a couple hands. Okay, we got, you like Zoom? Man, I was, I'm a little bit surprised. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Um, does anybody want to go back to Zoom every single day? Okay. I didn't think so. Okay. I have, a que- I have a question that I need you guys to answer. Why does Zoom suck so much? Any, any reasons? Because it happened during COVID, so it's kind of got that like correlation. Yeah? You don't get the face-to-face interactions. Yeah? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got like that correlation with that in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> it won't work sometimes. Yeah. All right. Last one. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to communicate. You don't get that same interaction because you, you don't, it's, you don't get, like, the same level. Like, if you're Zooming, Zoom call with your friends, you don't have the same level of intimacy, right? That it's like there's something that's just missing. Like, it's almost artificial. And I was thinking about it for a while. And to me, reading my Bible every day to check it off and going to church every week as an obligation, to me, is like taking a Zoom call with God. That it's like I'm getting the right information that I need. I'm getting the right info I'm checking off that box. I'm getting the this, this schoolwork assignments. I'm learning the lesson. But without the relationship that's attached to that, that it's almost like there's something missing. That if you want God to use you in big ways tomorrow, then today you need to be hanging out with him. You need to get in the Bible. You need to get into prayer. You need to get with his people. Hanging out with God and building relationship with him doesn't have to be boring. doesn't have to to be boring. It's just involving him in everything that you do. You know, if you, if you play video games, talk to God while you play video games. You know, if you go on a run, just pray while you're on the run. If you play volleyball, just have conversations with God. 
In Psalms 139 says, every single moment you are thinking of me, and he's talking to his father. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of the sand on every shore. That, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of grains. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. We are responsible for our relationship with God because the truth is he is always, always seeking us. He's just waiting for us to turn around and start seeking him. You know, there's a, there's a quote that I read that says, time is a created thing. To say I don't have time is really saying I don't want to. Yeah, that, that hit me hard. To say I don't have time is to really say that I don't want to. So we really need to, we need to make time for our Father, the one that is guiding our steps. So right at the end of the question, I need you guys to write down two ways that you can build relationship with God this week. Like I said, maybe that's doing things that you love with him. Maybe that's involving him in relationships, whatever that looks like. Find two different ways this week to build relationship with him. Trusting God with our future, trusting God with our tomorrow is taking responsibility today for both um, our training and also our relationship with him. And the truth is that God isn't focused on confirming our future with us. But instead, he's been focused on building us up to be able to handle the future that he has already prepared for us. You know, I can tell you some things that I have now, if I had them when I wanted to have them, I would not have been prepared for them. You know, like a job, a a marriage, moving out. If I had them when I wanted to have them, in hindsight, I absolutely would not have been prepared for those things. But it was in the waiting time that God built me up. It was the training. It was building up that relationship. And there are many, many other different ways to take responsibility for. But he wants you to be ready to handle the future that he has for you. Because God, he can see the end from the beginning. He's outside of time. He can see what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen. But he cares about your character now. The key to remember is that God is always faithful and he always has good things for us. So if he gave you a promise, just know that if you're faithful to that, he is always faithful. He is always faithful. So I'd like to invite the worship team. They're going to come back up now. We're going to do one last song here. But in 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, It is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor heart of man has imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. When I read that verse this week, that just hit me in a different way. What no eye has seen, ear has heard, nobody even has imagined the good things that God has planned for us. And here's the truth I want us to get tonight. That God is not as focused on our future as he is focused on our present moments. That God is all, God knows our future. He's outside of time. He's already in the future, but he's wanting to prepare us and to build us now and to be with us now and to train us now in these present moments. That he is so focused on our present moments because he's got the future. What we do in the meantime matters. What we do in the meantime matters. So I'd like to invite everyone to stand up with me. We're going to wrap up in prayer here tonight. So if you just bow your heads and just close your eyes with me, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit into these moments and invite him to see what areas we need to change tonight, what areas we need to listen to him more. 
So Holy Spirit, we just invite you in tonight. We just invite your presence in with us. God, tell us what we need to change. Move what we need to move. What's, what stood out tonight? What things stood out that I can apply tonight that can change everything? It only takes one thing. One little drop can change everything. So Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place tonight. Just fill us up and influence our hearts, God. God, we wanna know you more and more every single day. Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's worship time. I'm gonna invite the prayer teams to come on up. That if you need prayer for what we spoke tonight or for anything, I want you guys to come up to the to one of our prayer team members and they'll pray happily pray for you. But right now, let's take some time, let's spend some time with God and let's worship him tonight. <laughs>